Clifton Park is our focus on Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5, also heard in the Glens Falls Lake George region on 1410 AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Bob Cudmore. Our guest is Phil Barrett, the Clifton Park Town Supervisor. A Republican, Phil Barrett has been in office 20 years and is the longest tenured town supervisor in Clifton Park history. Clifton Park is a town in southern Saratoga County. I'm, let me ask you to fact check that. I just sort of added it up. Is that correct? You've been in office 20 years? Yeah, 20 years. Uh, this uh, Just recently, um, I uh, won for an 11th term, so... Um, uh, at this point, uh, might be 22 years okay, <laughs> at the good. end of the 11th term. So, uh, yeah, so you had that correct. Let me ask you about the town park or a town park or a pending town park. Undeveloped land purchased from the Shenandoah School District is now on its way to becoming a public park. There had been strong opposition to the planned commercial development of that property in 2018. And a state grant has uh, now been announced. Can you tell us about the grant, uh, the location of the park, and what are the the plans for it? Yeah, we want to thank uh, Senator Tedisco for uh, securing a $250,000 grant uh, toward the project. And it's it's a wonderful project. It was uh, a goal that was identified in our town center plan that we consummated several years ago, and that was to have a green space within the town center area, which for people that are familiar with Clifton Park, that's generally the Exit 9 area, mm-hmm. and to, to have a green space, a recreational opportunity uh, for residents within what is a very busy commercial area. And it's it's just a wonderful complement to all the other services that, that are available right near the property. I mean, you have a, uh, the YMCA, the library, uh, a multitude of shopping opportunities. Um, so much of what we um, uh, use in the mm-hmm. town of Clifton Park by the way of services is right in that area. So having this park, 37 acres uh, in the heart of the Exit 9 Commerce area, is uh, something that uh, is very unique, and mm-hmm. uh, we're very pleased we were able to get the deal done with the Shen School District. What happens now? Uh, the park still has to be designed, right? Or yeah, we're in that process. Uh, you know, we uh, when we were able to uh, uh, consummate the agreement with the Shen School District and purchase the property. We uh, then commenced on a comprehensive public planning study, and we're still in that process now, but the details are coming more into focus as time moves on. Uh, We've had uh, several public meetings and workshops. Uh, The um, response from the community and the participation rate has been tremendous, and we thank everybody for being a part of the process. So we're, we're getting there. Um, we're not quite there yet, but the mm-hmm. details are coming into focus. Well, let me ask you more about the town center, uh, Clifton Park developing a town center at uh, Exit 9. What, what it almost sounds like is you're try, trying to create a, like a little village or something like that. 
No, I wouldn't say that at all. Basically, what we're trying to do was to to get ahead of the changing business dynamics uh, that we can't control. You know, the fact that as a society we have decided that we're going to shop online, which has forever changed and degraded uh, brick-and-mortar retail in many respects, was something that was quite obvious to to most people um, 10 years ago. And it was certainly obvious to us, and we were so heavily dependent on retail brick-and-mortar that it was it, we believed it was time to move in a different direction to uh, attract new economies uh, to, to make sure that we have a diversified uh, plethora of businesses and services available to Clifton Park residents. So we aggressively uh, tried to attract hospitality and health care, which, mm-hmm. which has been wildly successful, thankfully, which has diversified our economy, but we also need to be open to new investment opportunities that weren't previously available to investors within the Exit 9 area. So you put all of that together along with our ability to secure a a large green space, and um, what you have is an area that will look different, uh, but... The important thing is the tax base remains growing and and sustainable because that is very important to Clifton Park, just like it's important to every other municipality. Well, isn't part of the idea that the this town center will be walkable, that you'll have sidewalks and so forth? Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, we have a um, not only have we expanded uh, pedestrian friendly opportunities within the entire town, but certainly the Exit 9 area. Uh, We have uh, a new uh, initiative that we'll be building out in 2020 in the spring. We're able to secure a uh, $450,000 grant for brand-new crosswalks uh, within that area. So that will further enhance pedestrian opportunities. You uh, made reference to the election results. Uh, Clifton Park, as I understand it, will continue to have a Republican town board and Republican town supervisor. There was an unsuccessful campaign by one Democrat for the town board. Uh, What is uh, your reaction to the town board uh, vote results in uh, Clifton Park? Well, we work hard every day to, uh, to, to improve the town of Clifton Park across every measure. And I think there's a couple of basic things that people are looking for in their government. One is trust, two is competency, and three is value. And those are the real top three things I think people are looking for right now. And uh, over many years, we've gained the trust of, of Clifton Park residents. We've shown that we're more than competent across the board. And... Um, we we have ensured that Clifton Park remains a tremendous value. Um, your taxes in Clifton Park are amongst the lowest in our peer group. And then when you look what you get back in services and the availability of the Parks and Recreational Network, trails, um, programs, activities for people of all ages, uh, and I could go on and on, mm-hmm. but the value is there. And that's that's what people are looking for. Let me ask you about some recent uh, burglaries 
in the town. Uh, Last month, a suspect was arrested tied to a string of nearly a dozen home burglaries. Uh, Is that court case still unfolding? Yeah, yeah. uh, There there was uh, an incident where there were multiple break-ins uh, of homes and automobiles in a fairly small geographic area in town. The perpetrator um, has been arrested. Now, you know, everybody gets their day in court, and nobody's guilty uh, until it's proven. But um, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, evidence that would steer mm-hmm. towards this individual. And uh, I can't talk about the specifics of that case, and I don't want to say this is exactly what happened in that case, but we've seen, um, it's something we talk about all the time, you know, whether it's Saratoga County or any of the other counties, uh, the growing drug issues, mm-hmm. and, and we have seen instances in the past where uh, desperation, somebody who has a terrible addiction to, to drugs, uh, they become desperate, and the they just have brazen behavior, uh, trying to just get cash, you know, for their next mm-hmm. hit. And as as we expand the drug culture, which I think is a terrible trend, uh, but as the as the drug culture expands in America, and as you have states like New York State, which is implementing all kinds of new great laws to decriminalize many offenses, uh, that also is a bad trend. I think all of this will culminate in a tremendous amount of expense for local municipalities monetarily and also in property and bodily injury. Hmm. So that uh, those are all things that, as a, as a town supervisor running a, a local municipality, I'm very concerned about, and I think all of those trends are bad. And some of them are national, but like I said, you have uh, New York State implementing these these new bail reforms. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love it when they put reforms next to uh, uh, include ref- the the word reform in in awful legislation that gets passed. Uh, this this new bail reforms, the the decriminalization of many offenses. You know, we pay for that. It's the, it's the law-abiding citizens that pay in, in many different ways for bad policy. And I'm surprised at how many people don't know about what's coming down the pike here. Come January 1st, I'm learning that uh, and the, the state w- was the legislature, the governor, they weren't quiet about it. I mean, they were mm-hmm. talking about these changes, and, and probably so. Uh, months ago, but a lot of people don't know what's coming, and I think they need to do a little research and at least be armed with the knowledge uh, of of what these changes will entail and how it might affect them locally. Our guest is Phil Barrett, the Clifton Park Town Supervisor. The town budget uh, has been uh, proposed, a proposed 18 and a quarter million dollar budget for 2020 that increases spending 3.6% over this year's budget. Um, Where's the town in the budget process? Well, we recently held a uh, public hearing uh, for the uh, proposed budget and we'll soon uh, be considering adoption. Uh, so we're, we're at the tail end of the process. Um, 
uh, we're, we're very proud of our fiscal record. You know, our highway tax and EMS tax that we share with the town of Half Moon is lower now than it was 20 years ago. Uh, Moody's Investor Service just uh, increased our bond rating earlier this year uh, because they have a lot of confidence in uh, what they called uh, history of manage- management's uh, conservative budgeting policies, and that's a quote. Uh, so, you know, we, we have placed Clifton Park in a very strong position, uh, but we need to be to weather the storm of what's coming uh, with some of these uh, changes in state laws um, and unfunded mandates that are going to affect every local government and county government. So we need to maintain a strong tax base and ensure that the town is fiscally strong so we can not just try to survive in the future, but continue to thrive. There are some pay raises proposed in the budget uh, for the town council members and, and yourself, about uh, 2%, I believe. But uh, a couple of, uh, or several of the town officials, the controller, building and zoning director, highway superintendent, are to get uh, larger uh, 7% uh, raises. Can you uh, talk uh, about that? Well, as far as the elected officials are concerned, we did not uh, have a raise last year. Uh, There's been other years where we have not had raises in the town of Clifton Park, Uh, but we do invest uh, in our uh, employees here in the town of Clifton Park. We've actually uh, reduced the number of employees, uh, full-time employees here at the town over time, but, um, but we do invest heavily. Um, but we have a matrix, and within that matrix, and uh, you know, I could probably do a whole show trying to explain to you <laughs> the ins and outs of the matrix, because any matrix, salary matrix that is used has its own idiosyncrasies. Uh, but, uh, but I guess uh, what I can say is that it's all part of the matrix and the steps and the grades and how things come together in certain years. There are larger increases in some years than others. Mm. Are there pay raises in the budget proposed for town employees represented by the Civil Service Employees yeah. Association? Yeah, and, that, and that's part of, that's contractual. You know, we have a three-year agreement. And, um, uh, you know, the other thing I might add, too, is that the elected officials are not on the matrix. So uh, the elected officials are separate and distinct. Uh, we, we are not on the matrix. So, um, and like I said, last year, in, in two, well, this year, I should say, 2019, uh, we did not take a raise, and there's been other years where we haven't. So we, we want to make sure that, um, uh, again, the town's in great fiscal mm. position, but we also need quality people with a lot of institutional knowledge to ensure that we can continue to provide proper services to residents without adding a lot of new employees. So um, we're, we're always cutting costs, and that's why we have very little debt. We've built and maintained a strong surplus fund. And as I mentioned before, Moody's uh, increased our bond rating mm-hmm. again, in part because of all of the things I just mentioned.
you've used the word matrix several times. I, I don't really understand what you mean by that. Is that like you mean a system of uh, pay scales and things like that? Well, exactly. You have, uh, and again, I mean, it would take us a half hour just to go through this, but um, I'll try to make it as short as possible. Uh, it's it's a salary matrix. Many organizations use salary mat- matrices because it's a way to ensure that everybody's treated the same and treated fairly. So you have, um, if you could picture a graph, and on the left-hand side you have grades, grade one through you know whatever uh, amount of grades that an organization might have. Uh, the higher the grade, the the higher your position uh, in the town. And then there's on, on the on the top part of the graph there's steps. So you have steps uh, are are years, and um, so again, uh, you know, okay. to get to get real technical on this would take a lot right. of time. But there's a there's a marriage between the grade you're in and the year that you're in, um, as far as your time and grade with the town, and mm-hmm. that's. That's how it all gets married together. It's a matrix, and it, um, uh, again, it offers, it ensures that everybody is treated equally. We're talking with Phil Barrett, supervisor of Clifton Park. wanted to get in uh, some of your thoughts on solar arrays, you know, these, those big solar energy projects you see here and there. Apparently the town board in Clifton Park has terminated uh, or moved to terminate a land preservation incentive agreement with one of uh, Clifton Park's remaining farms because there's going to be a solar array uh, on that property. What is your thought on how, and this is happening more often, do you, you, um, I mean, the solar arrays going onto farmland, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's good and bad. Um, you know, we have a very aggressive program, um, which uh, uh, where landowners and farmers can um, enter into a program where they get uh, large tax breaks for not developing their property. And it works very well. We always have at least 2,000 acres uh, within that program. But as soon as you introduce... A, a solar farm, well, that is that is now a commercial use. You are leasing your land for commercial commercial use. So that changes the dynamic, and it's no longer um, what the original agreement was based on. So that's why that, had, that, that agreement had to be terminated. But, um, you know, that, that's a choice that's made by the landowner. Obviously, there's uh, quite a bit of revenue, I, I imagine, for landowners with these large solar arrays. So, if they're able, if if they're able to maintain ownership of their land due to the fact that they're receiving additional revenue from a solar project, well, uh, I guess that's the good part. The the critics might say that um, you know it's. Uh, do we really want to cover uh, farmland and nice land across uh, Clifton Park and many other communities with a bunch of solar panels? <laughs> there's critics yeah, and there's yeah. supporters. Generally, you know, and we could do a whole other show on, on solar projects and green energy and who's getting rich from green energy and who's paying for it. 
And this might surprise you again, but it's the taxpayers paying for it. <laughs> the taxpayers are subsidizing. We're paying for these projects. We're uh, public money is making it possible for these projects to exist because there is no green energy project that can pay for itself. So the the taxpayers are subsidizing every green project that you see, and on the backside there's investors that are making quite a bit of money uh, after the taxpayers have guaranteed that these projects are financially feasible. Mm-hmm. So um, so there, there's people on on both sides of the equation. In my mind, um, the 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 uh, reality is New York State is spending millions and millions of your money on green energy, and these landowners are simply uh, taking the option, and which is certainly their right. And again, if it helps them retain ownership of their property as opposed mm-hmm. to selling for uh, large-scale development, uh, I think that's uh, a good thing in the short term. You've been listening to Talk of the Town on Magic 590 and 100.5. Also heard in the Glens Falls Lake George region on 1410 and 96.9. I'm Bob Cudmore. Our guest was Phil Barrett, the Clifton Park Town Supervisor. This program will be available as a podcast on albanymagic.com and bobcudmore.com. I'm Bob Cudmore.